Welcome to the Through the Grapevine podcast, brought to you by Nottingham Sellers, located in the historic Livermore Valley. Be sure to join our community on Instagram at TTG underscore podcast, and don't forget to subscribe as our message is only as strong as our following. Now, here are your hosts, Colin Craner, Jeremy Troop Mossy, and Jason Montero. Ladies and gentlemen, it's showtime. We're back. Hello, world. Things have happened. MLK Day is behind us. We're on to Valentine's Day. Colin, how was your MLK Day, bud? So good. <laughs> so good. Jamon, what'd you do for MLK Day? Dude, I went to Great America, had 10 funnel cakes. It, it, it's, it's, it's insane. I'm ready for Valentine's Day. Funnel now. cakes vegan? Nope, that's why I'm sick. God, Dude, that makes been sick since MLK Day. That makes yeah. sense. That's crazy. Bro. That is crazy. It feels good to be here. Season two, episode three. Um, at some point, we will just lose track of what episode we're on, by the way. That's so always just, fun. Yeah. Episode 943. You know, whatever it is. How many, sh- actually, how many, uh, we've been keeping track of Jamon's uh, points um, since Jamon, yeah, Jeremy and Colin are still yet to get on the board, unfortunately. Um, haven't showed much heart this season. <laughs> he's probably Jason, like however, is on a trajectory to set a new standard. Mm-hmm. I think he's in the million-point category. Yep. Dude, next year, you better draft me. Yep. Dude, Ever yeah. since Antonio like, Brown's went he's out, your he's, flex. Been, he's been hot. Yeah, yeah hot, hot, <laughs> yeah. hot on the market. Hot yeah. he's, on the market. He, he averages like nine yards a carry and like 15 yards after first contact. So. Damn, dude. He's like dude, Marshawn Lynch beast. running like wide receiver version as an animal wow wow not only that but i hit a home run too that's crazy dude some marshans on the uh, soundboard would be good right now Uh, like right now run through a motherfucker face (laughs) that might be a good one (laughs) all right no more okay all right that's it uh well we are happy to be back everyone thank you for listening we hope you enjoyed uh bill niles episode that was fun that was fun. We weren't so when we like leading up to his episode, he was kind of playing like cool chef. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe I'm nervous, maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm just super cool. Maybe I'm not. But I'm not gonna give him nothing until I get there. I'm from Philly. And then he showed up and he killed it. And he just killed it. He was ready for it. We had a lot of sandals fun, so. on, painted yeah. toenails. <laughs> Total California guy. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, so we hope you enjoyed Bill Nile. Bill uh, Bill Nile. I almost said Bill Nye. Bill, Bill, Bill Nye, uh, Bill's science guy episode, and you know here we are with another uh, tremendous guest. As you know, are we gonna our guest special or are we gonna everyone special? Obviously, are we, like what's I mean, we'll, are we gonna summer. say it like inherently special? Yeah, <clears throat> inherently yeah. special. If you're here, you're special. Okay, so our next guest hails from Livermore, California, from the soils. You know what I'm saying? From the can I, Colin, can I get a soil? Loyal to his soil. From the soils of uh, the Livermore, born and bred. He's a uh, second-generation winemaker. Bang, bang, story gang, 26th-generation Halverson. We bring to the stage and to the microphone the one and only Paul Halverson. He'll roast you a bean. That's it. But anything else? Not That's his it. job. Not his yeah. job. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, man. How you feeling, bro? Oh, I feel great. 
This is awesome. We're glad to have yeah. you. Yeah. Loyal to the soil. Born from the terroir. From the terroir. Yeah, the raw terroir. <laughs> we thank you terroir. so much yeah. for blessing us with this coffee. Yeah. Thank um, you so much. No, I was. Uh, cheers. It's going to be weird. We always if I... do a little cheers. Yeah, even if, yeah. Of course. Uh, we get, ooh, a silent ooh, cheers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, it's okay. uh, All right. So, uh, sustainability. Yeah. <laughs> Compost. Mm hmm. Oh, that's nice. Oh man, that's good. Mm. And uh, just oh, for, man, the, good for the listeners, they're <laughs> just for the listeners, they're drinking. Uh, they're drinking Three Hills. That's our flagship blend. It's a two bean blend of Honduras and Bolivian coffees. I should have tried it without oat milk first. Now I feel like a. Oh well, it's great. Drink it like you like it. That's what I say. We're not. Yeah. You it's, know, it's hard not to. The oat was there, and I he just started. You know, doing things. I did it. Paul, how was your MLK day, man? How'd you, uh, what'd you, what'd you do? It was great. The shop was popping. I'm sure you guys were packed. Oh, it was so fun because everybody was off school. So yeah, fams were coming in and they, all the pastries, all the coffees, really fun. Did what you sell you? a lot of swag too? I'm sure there yeah. was. There was Good. people were needing sweatshirts because it's been cold. Yeah. Like they were freezing like, though. They were like, that sweatshirt looks stylish mm -hmm. and comfortable. And, and they said, are. And I said, it'll keep you warm. They said, I'll take two. <laughs> I had a. I have actually on your swag. Uh, I have a sad story to report. Oh, my uh, my ten month old son ripped my pocket off the. Uh, wow. Pocket. Oh no, no way. So therefore, it is now a bedtime tea. Wow. Which uh, hurts a little. Can we? So I'm gonna have to go. Yeah. Get one. I. I mean, yeah. I'll tell you what. We are. Uh, we're like Nordstrom. So you could like bring it in and be like, my shirt, uh, my shirt pocket is ripped off. And I wore like, this 16 we'll, times. Yeah. Be like we'll yeah. swap it out. We'll swap it out right now. Can I make wow. a suggestion? Yeah, that'd be great. Logo under the pocket. Under the pocket. So the ooh, just in case the whole. Just in case. Yeah. Or a purposeful rip. I mean, that's cool. Oh. Would you guys ever like get into like tear jeans? Yeah, oh. yeah, like distressed. Or what if yeah. you just left the hole there? So like, if you rip it off, you could show a little nip. Little uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, Justin, yeah. Justin yeah. Timberlake. What yeah. just happened? <laughs> yeah. What, what so, just co happened? so coffee. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm so, sorry. <laughs> so far, sorry. so good. This, this is good. Yeah. We're off to a great start, yeah. right? I'm okay. Days. Like, how long is this episode? Been, it's actually well. We'll see. Typically, we, like three and a half, no, four hours. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're gonna be yeah, we're gonna be here for a it's long time. It's gonna be great. Yeah, we're gonna see. So we're gonna go through that whole. How many uh, ounces would you say that canister is? I would say that it's 64 ounces. So we're gonna drink 64 ounces of coffee oh before God, anyone can get jacked. it. I'm ready. Yeah. Wow. And then, and then four mocha something news. Wow. Uh, for lunch. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. I, I should have had that sandwich. Um, but play Paul, man. Appreciate you being here, man. We're happy to have you. No, I mean, thanks for including me. Absolutely. It was a it was a star-studded list uh, first season. So when you asked me to be a part of season two, I was like, wow. Yeah, this, man. That's cool. Thank well, you. We uh, wanted to do. Uh, we want. Remember, we were trying to go on the road. It, it would have yeah. been tough. Oh, it yeah. It would have been tough to do a, a live one at your at your place. Yeah. The acoustics. <clears throat> yeah. Acoustics. It would have been. Tough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the mouth thing. It, it happens. Hot mic. Hot yeah. mic. Well, still interested in shooting a music video there, so we'll figure that out. Yeah, well, we, we haven't talked about that yet. We'd love to talk yeah. about shooting a music. Video. I think I was talking about Daniel with that one. Oh Sorry. yeah, that sounds like a Daniel topic. Uh, of yeah. Yeah. As many people know, Paul Halverson, Story Coffee, man, it is like enough said. It's, um, it's the Livermore Valley coffee. That's where you experience. Go. That's sure. where you go. Thank you. Thanks. Um, but give us, I mean, give, we. I think everyone has an idea. But give us, like, who are you? What's sure. story? Where did it come from? Yeah. Tell us the story. Yeah. So, um, oh, like you want to go? Like once upon a time, there was a young man with a dream, and every day. He wrote down what a coffee shop could look like. Until one day, 
he had just enough money for a coffee cart. <laughs> you should because, work for Disney Plus. And because of that, he joined the farmer's market. And because of the that, market, that's right. he then started popping up at the bank head. And because of that, he started popping up at the switch. Until finally, he found 124 Maple Street. And he found a group of storytellers who joined him to make delicious coffee and give brighter days. And the moral of the story is, if you can dream it, you can do it. That wow. Fucking... And that'll wrap up this episode. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks Thanks for, for joining coming. us. Um, <laughs> next week, we're going to have. Uh... <laughs> I like what you did there, though. You started on episode two, because then mm-hmm. we're going to go back in time and talk about episode one, because there's mm. so much more before that. That's true. Oh, I for like sure. what you did. I yeah. like what you did. We can go prequels. I mean, yes. Just, uh, yes. I mean don't, yeah, jar, is, yeah, don't Jar Jar me on yeah, the prequels. That was four through six. <laughs> <laughs> that was four through six. I, I like what you did. Um, um, I hope keep keep up, listeners. Keep up. This is going to be a, we're going to we're going to be everywhere. I'm going to try so try not to be, but how did uh I mean how did your passion for coffee get started? How did that all go down? Yeah. So years ago, another man in this room and I were working together. It was Jason. It was Jason. <laughs> it was uh, yeah. So it was me. Yeah. So actually, uh, Jason and I were working at Pete's Coffee in Dublin, California. Ooh. I was going to college and thought it's a great kind of coffee j- or college job working coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, got bit with the bug as far as oh, I had no idea that like coffee comes from multiple places and where it comes from and what it's what is done with it actually drives the flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of got bit with that bug and then also the community side of things people are coming in every single day spending at least one minute if not five to ten minutes or if they're getting their drinks for here a couple hours with you every single day or a couple days a week which opens up just a ton of relationships and a ton of great conversations and just some really cool connection and community and so the combination of those things really hit home for me really resonated as far as I want more of both of these things so the cool thing about it was at that time a friend of a friend was opening a smaller more craft coffee boutique coffee shop in Oakland and was looking for a barista cool and so at that time I went out and chatted with him and at that point his shop was just construction zone I mean they're saw cutting trenching just the whole thing but he had a cart and so he would push out the cart every day onto Telegraph Avenue, uh, 43rd and Telegraph, and was like, hey, well, I'm going to Cabo for the next two weeks. Can you work the cart? <laughs> and so uh, I was like, oh, oh, yeah, no, I would love to. And so I feverishly was trying to become a better barista immediately and really wanted to, but I really got a crash course in, in craft coffee as far as, okay, so beyond the kind of bigger box uh, for lack of a better term, corporate coffee experience, there's this smaller, more boutique end, uh, usually focusing on the craft side of things, not necessarily, although now it's very important to us, but at the time, you know, not just speed of drinks and h- how many people can you churn through and I'm um, really trying to drive into the connection side of things. And so for me, that opened the gate or down the rabbit hole, so to speak, of craft coffee. So there, I worked in Oakland for a while, commuting, still living here. Elena and I were living in downtown Pleasanton. She works, in fact, at the salon she works at now. She's a hairstylist. Wonderful hairstylist. Just a great hairstylist. Jason looks good. Agreed. Yeah. We'll, get, we'll, get, um, we'll get there. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. 
going to Oakland, and then the call came from the from the big leagues. I got a phone call from a friend of mine who owns Verve Coffee down in Santa Cruz. Yeah. Um, and they were expanding their retail operation, and they needed retail managers. They needed help as they expanded across San, Santa Cruz. And so it was a great opportunity for Elena and I. We were saying, hey, this is kind of a career move. And we knew we always wanted to open a shop at that point. You know, the, the seeds had been planted from those early years. And so, but we knew the experience side, you know, nothing replaces that. Nothing beats the experience um, that you log, those hours that you log. So we moved. We moved to Santa Cruz. And it was a, just a phenomenal time. We had both of our kids down there. So they're actual locals. Like when we go back to Santa Cruz, mom and dad are the kooks from over the hill, the day trippers. And <laughs> and Loie and Will are the are the loke dogs. They're the locals in Santa Cruz because they were both born there. Didn't you, not to interrupt, but didn't yeah. Brianna and I, went, we, we saw you there. We went to Santa yep. Cruz, saw you there. Didn't uh, Stacy go with you too? So Stacy was, yes, yeah, Stacy was down there. We started poaching people from the Bay Area. We started, we started relocating a ton of people to Santa Cruz because we needed help. Right before I moved to Santa Cruz, one of the real big kind of hallmarks in my career or resume or CV or whatever is um, I was a barista competitor. So we took part in a barista competition, which for those who have never heard of a barista competition, think like coffee meets Iron Chef kind of thing sick. yeah Dude, that's yeah, sick. yeah. It, it, it's really interesting also wildly boring to watch which is the weirdest <laughs> thing because it's because uh, you're making coffee for judges it's for judges and then everybody else is just kind of watching you make coffee obviously there's a whole spiel there's presentation aspect you're being judged on say the persistence of the crema of your espresso and how much the foam stands up on your cappuccino and so you serve a flight of espressos flight of cappuccinos and then a flight of your signature drink, a beverage that you come up with. And ours ended up being a, it was a layered beverage. It was uh, shots of espresso. We were using a single origin Brazil mm. coffee, really like strong molasses, and but had really nice kind of like Meyer lemons at the end, like this real mm. snap. And so we did a grapefruit creme anglaise, and then uh, we did pomelo, uh, pomelo zest at the end and it was good it was nice it was you're judged on a lot of things and all the scores went really well and uh but my my highlight of it all was was my playlist because it was like i was like oh we're gonna rep the bay so it was like i had e40 in there and it was like <laughs> it was like all this like town business it was like yeah, all, it was yeah, like because yeah. at the time Go. yeah right before we moved to santa cruz i was like working in oakland north Hyphy movement. yeah yeah oh for sure it was yeah. like literal sideshows you could Soils, like yeah baby for sure Soils. yeah and uh, I, that's still my playlist now yeah it's bad <laughs> yeah 100 yeah. well it was really funny because it was like i i was like oh man i all of a sudden i'm like into all this like fizz nation music from like working in oakland you know <laughs> it was like so i brought that to the national competition stage you know it was like love where it. is the, yeah, yeah it was like it, a lot of other competitors were playing like Classical symphony music. For my next round of espressos. Yeah. yeah. So I'm where like, was it held, um, the competition? Uh, so the regionals were down in L.A. Okay, okay. And then nationals were in H-Town, Houston. And you brought that. Yeah. Dude, that's yeah. so cool. I imagine, so I imagine that's that like, so yeah. cool. Yeah. It was like the Jabberwockies. Yeah. 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 It was good. Fuck yeah. That's amazing. So that was fun. And it's... 
Um, just like any industry, I mean, you make so many connections at events like that, too. Oh, for so sure. Now, longtime friendships and people who lend advice now for the business and who are also mm -hmm. really successful. Do you uh, still participate? Not anymore. Yeah. I, I mean, I haven't in years. I mean, the competitions still happen every year. So I've always thought once we kind of get story off the ground, it might be fun to get back out yeah yeah is it's, it open to the public can you yeah 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 okay yeah in fact the regionals were just this last weekend yeah can you do me one one favor one promise sure if you do re-enter yeah. stay true to that that yeah bro yeah okay yeah definitely Bay Area you have to right yeah of course yeah like sense of place it's, it's in your blood terroir baby terroir Julio yeah. and soils <laughs> we have a rap song we can give you to to blast oh good oh, I would do that yeah yeah <laughs> I'm going to switch gears a little bit. I actually, uh, other than loving coffee, mm -hmm. um, didn't know much about the process of of making or, or like the growing, you know, the things. And I actually had an opportunity last year. I went to this thing that Scott Labs puts on that's all about fermentation. Mm. And there was like uh, Vinny from Russian River Brewery was there. So the, he was kind of the beer guy. And then we had there several wine people because Scott Labs is pretty big in the wine yeast game. Um, and I didn't realize that a coffee bean is grown in cherry fruit yep. and like the extraction process is a fermentation process yep. with the sole purpose of just removing the bean. Yeah. Then, you know, we kind of got into, you know, a lot of the regionally, you know, different flavors and things that you would like to note about. And um, I, th I just thought it was it was just such an interesting thing. I had no idea. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. I mean, I think that's one of the first things that say like staff who are kind of do like a crash course coffee education time that conversation is always so eye-opening for people that coffee is a fruit right mm. right we're talking about the pit of a cherry right um and even when you like look at the beans is that it's like you know one side has like that line in it and it looks like half of something because there's usually two together mm. um and through that process you know those beans get separated and once you get through all the mucilage and you know the flesh and all that kind of there's all these layers. I mean, it's, think of a cherry. Yeah. Um, it's crazy how the fruit is like the byproduct of the process. Right. Yeah, totally. And obviously now there's all sorts of uses. I mean, the rise of cascara tea. People brew tea with, with the cherry now. Oh, that's so, terrible. yeah. And that's become like a real trend um, as far as... So a coffee bean is a cherry? Yeah. The pit of a cherry. It's the pit of a cherry. That's so, so it, insane. Yeah. So it grows on uh, like an evergreen shrub about 15 feet high, grows in between Tropic of Capricorn and Tropic of Cancer, you know, so it, it really needs those really long, that long maturation period to soak up all those sugars as far as the warmth goes and the, you know, that tropical weather. Yeah, mind-blowing, right? Dude, wow. yeah. The, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, so the mind-blowing emoji right now. The cool thing that I took away from that is, like, fermentation process was always kind of, from what I understand, you maybe could speak to this, mm -hmm. uh, kind of archaic and because of the, you know, at the end of the day, like, you just want the bean, so whatever means necessary to get that done. Yeah. Where Scott Labs actually has hired a lady that was in the wine industry um, to focus on the fermentation as a way to get better flavors out of the beans. Sure. Uh, yeah, again, fascinating stuff. Yeah. Really cool. I mean, just like with wine, there's a, a variety of ways to get to the end product, right? Right. And all of those ways drive flavor. And so in the same way with coffee, it's a variety of processing methods. The one you're talking about with all the fermentation tanks and everything called the washed process, mm -hmm. that's where you end up getting a really clean cup of coffee. 
Now the flavor in that can be a variety of ways because also the you know the roast profile that you deem yeah. appropriate for the coffee is going to determine so much where it's grown to where it's grown for sure you know is it grown in the shade of banana trees and you know a lot yeah. of that a lot of that whoa whoa yeah it, all right let's bring terroir we went zero to like 130 so really sorry. Quick. Right. Dude, so sorry so no, much though i love it yeah so oh, water, sorry, yeah just, so that fermentation is the wash process that you're talking about yeah all right so can you give us this just real quick the spark note version of uh coffee bean in ground starting to what we're drinking now yeah for sure yeah so there's the coffee bean goes through its growth period you know one of the other really remarkable things that can let people sit there for a moment and stare off and think about how special their cup of coffee is is that one coffee plant yields one pound a year wow one pound of coffee wow so if you think about how many pounds of coffee even if you just walk into a coffee shop and there's like bags of coffee right? for like, sale. Yeah, I mean, it's talking like, about significant acreage. Yeah. yeah. So we think about the acreage. Think about, you know, how many, how Damn. how much coffee in the world. People that have touched the process, right? Sure, of course. Yeah, yeah so grows on that farm, gets harvested. You really want, you know, that ripe red cherry. Uh, right. You know, and there's all sorts of a variety of arguments in the same way with wine as far as when, when do you pick it? Yeah. You know, early harvest, mid-harvest. Again, the similarities are just astounding. And there's probably like a stylistic preference grower to grower, right? Sure, yeah. of course. And then at that point, it goes to a milling process. There's no farm, not a lot of small farms can afford a that lot of process. that process. Yeah. Um, and at that point, a lot of the milling and processing determines, you know, as far as if you're going naturally processed, wash process. At that point, now you have the green coffee. It's just the, the seed, the pit. Mm -hmm. And at that point, it gets bagged up, gets exported. Then gets imported, comes over on big cargo containers. That point it goes to the roaster, and the roaster then, depending on the size of his, you know, he might throw in 40 pounds of it at a time and and roast the coffee, bag it up, and then depending on you know where it's going or you know how you're drinking it, how you're brewing it, coffee. Yeah, if it becomes an espresso drink, brewed coffee. So damn. Wow. Do, do you have a single supplier that you work with or a, a couple of different things for from, for different purposes? Yeah, for sure. So right now, um, the great thing is our friends at St. Frank in San Francisco are roasting Story Coffee for us. Cool. Yep. So the long-term goal would be move the roasting production out here as well. Really? Um, cool. Yeah. That would be... I just want to see that process. Yeah. No, we would... Yeah. Cool? Yeah. Are there any spots... Are there any, like, you know, the same way, like, Pennyweight is, like, it's a brew pub. Are there any coffee... Places where like you're, that you know that that everything works within under one roof. For sure. I mean, I think it could. I mean, a lot of it is depending on what you want to do. Some of it is just kind of a, a math game because it's like, do you want to pay retail prices for essentially a manufacturing facility? Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, but on the flip side, you could do an amazing kind of flagship tour, statementy right, kind of yeah. thing, right? Mm -hmm. Where you're like, we got a retail cafe and. Um, Behind the glass doors, the roaster. For sure. And so if you ever go to, sick. yeah, if you ever go to Verve Coffee in Santa Cruz, their headquarters in Seabright is like that. That's Huge awesome. roasting facility, production, but also a cafe. It's really cool. So I think we've talked and dreamt about locations around Livermore that that could work and stuff like that. So it's certainly interesting. interesting. But, but yeah, so we work with St. Frank. They roast Story Coffee right now. And of that, Kevin who's the owner of St. Frank, is buying all relational coffees. So you could spot buy coffee from 
in uh, San Leandro and Oakland, there's a ton of places that just sell available. sell green coffee. Okay. Like if you're just like, I need something to roast. A lot of home roasters are really big on, say, like Sweet Maria's. You could just buy like random lots from Ethiopia, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Kevin's philosophy, which is where we find so much synergy with them, is the real relational side of working all the way from the farm all the way through to the cup. Relate, sure. you know, really driven by relationship, creating kind of that sustainable, without model a doubt, all the way through. Which, in a lot of ways, I mean, it's really similar to a lot of other ag industries because it's like the consistent theme over the years has been the farmer gets screwed, and so yeah. because it's like they either have to move the product at a you know cheaper price because it's like they have it, they're not going to mm-hmm. just eat it, mm-hmm. or they don't have a buyer for the quality of product that they have and so kevin's really weighed in really and we'll the hope this year is to go with him on origin trips and start buying story specific coffees very cool uh, yeah sick um, so that'll be fun be cool. what would you uh so i'm just like this is this is all new to me man this is a new conversation so in the realm of like so let's hmm, what's so we'll talk wine that's what we're familiar with right so in the realm of woodbridge to nottingham right sure at the end of the day it's wine yeah but there's a lot of things that are different between sure. it you know of what's course. the difference in a in a starbucks coffee these days to your cup of coffee sure it's a great question i mean i think on the just most simple from like a sourcing standpoint a lot of, I mean, you think about how many stores they have to supply X amount of coffee mm-hmm. to, right? So it's like if you had to, if you needed a lot of the same wine, you'd have to buy a lot more juice, mm-hmm. right? So in the same way, your selection and your what you have available to you to satisfy that requirement, there's going to be some compromise. So I think... In the market, there's a commodity market, you know, think more on like the instant coffee side or, you know, Folgers or just random bags of coffee. That's just coffee that's for sale from, say, everywhere in the world. Say like, yeah, I mean, Brazil is a huge producer of just coffee. Mm -hmm. People are like, I have to buy X amount of pounds of coffee. Mm -hmm. So on the flip side, I think, you know, you mentioned the sense of place earlier as far as Bay Area music in the same way it goes as far as the story that we would feel compelled to tell doesn't just stop at the fact that it's like I could pour latte art, you know, and it's like, and now, you know, and that, you know, for us, we're way more interested in finding quality coffees of a certain flavor profile. Cause a lot of it is style and a lot of it is taste versus the commodity product end of things. I'm just, you know, I don't just need coffee. We don't need just coffee. There's something specific we're trying to do with it by comparison. So I think very cool. Yeah. When you build relationships with like your your farmers and everything, and for like grape growing, there's a difference between like very exclusive spots mm-hmm. that they do like hand harvesting. There's a very particular way that they harvest. Yep. Um, because of aspect or just because the attention to detail, and then there's like machine harvest. Mm-hmm. Um, does that apply? Would you say in, in in coffee? Yeah. I mean, I think they're gonna you're gonna run into. At the level that we're buying at, or the level that you know we're being a part of the sourcing process at, it's well, you know, we're talking small farms, mm-hmm. um, and so you know, there certainly is a huge machine aspect to larger farms and larger mm-hmm. productions, but it certainly plays the same role as far as, oh, I, yeah, this western-facing slope 
you know, is a part of the farm that we're buying from. While there's maybe four other roasters who are buying the same coffees, but from different parts of the farm. Um, Do we know which one goes back farther, wine or coffee? Does anybody know the answer to that? Oh, my God. Is that like a biblical question right there? I mean, I'm sure it's wine. I mean, I'm sure it's wine. I would, I, I, I would stop wine. Hop, I would think so. Just, but I, God, wine goes back a long way. I know that. I, I don't know how far. Anyone listening, you know the answer to that one. Let us know. That's a good question. Yeah, I mean, I think like um, the ability to warm things up. Probably. I think as the story goes, and I think it's the ninth century. As the story goes, Caldi is the first. Like he was a goat herder. He discovered coffee in Yemen. It was his goats. It was his goats that had the energy because they would chew this certain bush in this certain part of the field. Yeah. And he'd be like, my goats have so much more energy. And so he picked it and took it back to the, I think as the story goes, the village like priest and he cooked it up and helped them stay awake during prayer. Damn. Interesting as it's freak, crazy. Man. Yeah, those stories are all man. What would you like? Uh, like, what, what would you say? Like the most recent story, things like fermentation. A lot of the best things in history happen by accident, right? Mm-hmm. What's oh, yeah. the most? What's the most? Some grapes were in a basket somewhere, right? They Maybe just started like just popping off, and yeah. yeah. Next thing you know, they were like, "Oh, let's what's try some, drinking." What's that. the most recent version of that? What would you say the most recent version of like an accident that's just like changed the course of what you know? What maybe a, a particular. Was maybe it, when uh, uh, what was it? Firestone dumped concrete in the rubber and they made like a tire. That was like, the <laughs> oh yeah, that's good. Yeah, no, right? Yeah. Maybe or, or uh, maybe the the cronut. I think someone dropped a croissant into a fryer on accident. <laughs> there you go. The, the cronut. <laughs> you heard. <laughs> that's a great transition into uh, what's your favorite pastry, man? You guys mm. do well there. And Thanks. show a little love to who you, those. Yeah, from cinnamon twist, bro. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, someone the other day called him a cinnamon log. I was like, that's the first I've heard of that. I don't like that. I was like, that's I know. Yeah, yeah, that's not I know. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, we won't, we're not going to run a log. That. Yeah. Sure. yeah. <laughs> what? Post that on Insta. Be like, uh, fresh batch of cinnalogs down here. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. People also call it the breakfast churro. You've heard it called that? There oh, you nice. go. It's good. There you go. And then I always, when people are asking about it, I say, it's the closest thing to it. Disneyland churro you're going to get in Livermore. Self-professed. Ooh. Self-professed. Yeah. Just because it's like, I want to be the closest thing to Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, just, you're going to take a little, uh, you, you folks are familiar to this sound. We're just going to take a little moment. If you could do this as close to the mic as Can possible. Can I just have like a One, splash? Two. Oh. Just like a little okay, okay, a, a fun Thank beer you. day. Yeah, we're trying new stuff, man. Yeah. Mocha something. This new. on nitro on mm. tap at, at Altamont is is like the most crushable thing. When yeah, it's, when it's there, I love it on on nitro. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's delicious. It is delicious in cans too. Yeah, it's delicious. I have a paper cup that says story on it. Mm. <laughs> That's good. I'm gonna keep it classy and, and drink it out of this wine glass. Sure, can't, I can't yeah. do too much. Oh, God. So Jason is dealing with uh, now now a three week old injury mm. since uh, you know we're talking post MLK day here. That's sure. Jason, can you tell us a little bit about how you how you hurt yourself? God, this is such an old man story. He was drinking Gruner Velt. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I was just in I was just in our back patio just playing with Eno, our little dog, and it's it was kind of cold and slippery out there, and I just slipped a little bit, caught myself, felt a tweak in my neck, and I've been out for three weeks. 
like it just it just seized up brianna had to like hug and roll me out of bed when i need to get out of bed it's just so much pain and uh so right now i'm on a bunch of uh meds so i can't really partake the mm. way i normally would but uh, dude i wish i said i was like you know I saving thought, someone out of a building or something but i just i slipped playing with our dog i was thinking more like when in in the seinfeld where kramer has water stuck in his ear and he's like oh he's like, like smacking he's dancing. his ear yeah, over yeah. and over and like they almost crashed the plane <laughs> i was thinking that oh, might be kind god. of a cool story too uh, I, I wish it was yeah oh god i wish it was like dog induced injuries dude every It'll time happen. it's been three weeks now that i felt like this three weeks man yeah insane this beer is delightful this is yeah you know we were just talking about the best accidents mm. little mocha something new accidentally spilled into my story coffee wow isn't that, that, isn't that what like, it is? You know, <laughs> on purpose, though. <laughs> That's good. I almost spit everywhere. That's it. What, what is the what is the process on this beer? Do, do you give them beans or ground up beans? Yeah, we give them whole beans. Yeah, okay. and they like make dump it, it in tea bag. Kind yeah, of thing? exactly. Yeah, and they tea bag. Yeah, dump it in after. Like once the beer has come along. Okay. Kind of, it's almost like a finishing is what it seems. Gotcha. Like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the things we were talking about that we should have done, and, and if anyone has a can, they still could do this. But right now we are doing a collaboration. Well, I guess we were doing a collaboration. It's over now. At the Metal Arc Dairy. Oh. With the. Uh, it's done? Yeah, it was done. Yeah, it was done. was done. It was like, done like the week of MLK. Yeah. Like oh, yeah, yeah. Like that last Yeah, that week. week. That last week. That makes sense. When's the next time, dude? Because I just see cones. I see, like, Summer. Colin sent me the slow mo video of him, yeah. like, eating one. That's good. I've been on, like, trying to eat healthy. Yeah. But I was in Pleasanton. And I was like, yes. It happened. I have to. Yeah. Yeah. But that with a mocha, something new, like, do like a float. A, oh, like a soft serve float, ooh, like an adult root beer float. We can go yeah. back in time. I might do that. Too. I mean, the good thing is I still have cans, so we could just hop in the car, drive over there, order some, at least just some vanilla soft serve. Even what but are it's you? Not, but I mean, we do the cold brew soft serve at the Metal Arc. What are you doing it's, two weeks ago? <laughs> Man, after this, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That well, uh, it it is. Uh, I always try to like. Bring in like a you know like the world is bleak but story coffee is that metal arc dairy right now mm, like in that, my, no. my social feed no it's uh <laughs> those insta stories that, yeah they move me they yeah I feel them oh <sighs> dude I, there's gonna be a lot of opportunities this year for those those kind of posts with the the election season coming up oh yeah so it is yeah it's I wish it was just like permanent yeah how did you yeah. how did you guys put that how do you do you know the family that owns metal arc I do them? now yeah. Jesse and his family are amazing. First of all, who okay. like so I grew up going to the dairy. Yeah, like we mm -hmm. at, like after church would uh, we'd be on our way home, and that moment when my dad would like yeah do like the turn, we'd all be like Lord, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Andy and Pete are all high fiving in the back seat, and uh, it's, it's a classic indulgence. My aunt lived in Pleasanton when I was growing up, and like if we went to go see my aunt, it was like. We're going to Gay 90s for dinner. Oh, yes. And we are getting a Metal Arc Dairy oh, man. treat yeah. at Deal. some point. I mean, next to In-N-Out, who else has lines like that? That's a great question. Yeah, that is true. No, in the road. Chick-fil-A. Chick in the road. <laughs> Colin went to Chick-fil-A quite a bit over oh. Harvest, so he knows. True? He's I a specialist. Chick-fil-A-based diet this past Harvest. Yeah. Oh, wow. Was, uh, I was on the road a lot. Closed on Sunday. Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. Which is crazy because they have uh, the guy above. Sure, they have you think uh, would be closed on Sunday too. Like yeah. a wow. very exclusive deal at the new Atlanta Falcons Arena, 
but most football games are played on Sundays. Oh. So like a good chunk of the purveyors of food on are, are, are shut down. Wow. Which is, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. I, 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 just, and they still I was got, in Atlanta last year, and they were like talking. It was like they a, still got the deal done. It was a hot discussion. Wow. Yeah, they have the deal. Uh, but I mean, they obviously do concerts and sure. other things that, yeah. mm-hmm. that take place. But I mean, the so. Sunday thing is pretty right. Can you, if you uh, think about it, it's only eight weeks a year. So. Wow. Yeah, that's Touche. Yeah. Can you just speak a little to, um, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about collaborations here. It's something you've been able to do with Metal Lark, Range yep. Life, um, Altamont, I'm pretty sure, Bar Quixote in some capacity. Yeah. Um, what is it about your business, you, why is that important to you, and you know, why is it something you keep reinventing? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it has just stemmed from a, a passion for what other people are doing, and if we can support it and help it in any way, that to me is exciting. I mean, it's like, of the places you listed all of those places would be on my top list for things in the area anyways yeah for a visitor's guide you know as far as must go to must visit places Mm -hmm. and so for us i mean you know we are happy to live in the coffee corner of the globe Mm -hmm. um but it's also such a small world as far as creative ways you can better serve the community by joining together Mm -hmm. And that for us, I mean, again, Story Coffee's mission is to give brighter days through the practice of warm welcomes. And so for us, that can look like a lot of different things in addition to coffee by way of partnerships or, you know, whatever we would do. Because, again, for us, it's like the coffee aspect has to be dialed in, has to be good. We have coffee in our name. You know, so it's it's hard just to say, okay, we have great coffee. Let's sit Mm. back and serve the people good coffee. To me, there's not like a lot of traction or mileage for that because mm-hmm. it's like certainly now with the way good coffee is available, whether it's online or, mm-hmm. you know, as the Bay Area grows and more and more craft coffee shops open up. But I think the community side of things is where it really creates something special and people feel like, wow, like I'm really getting something that you can't get somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not just because it's like, oh, our coffee's so good or whatever, but it's like the creativity surrounding it. I mean, I think like what Wayne did with our coffee at Range Life mm-hmm. with Joaquin's Coffee. And then, mm-hmm. yeah. And then he did a, for a while on the brunch menu, like a Three Hills Fizz with like some brown sugar concentrate. It was like this whole thing. And it was just like, one, I never would have thought of that. Like, mm-hmm. you're way more smarter at liquid things than me (laughs) but two it's also really fun because it's you know we'll have people come in after their brunch Mm. to grab a coffee and be like we just had this coffee you know like a block away and like Mm. in a cocktail and it was super good and and that excitement for us is really why we're doing what we're doing where we're doing it Mm -hmm. i kind of had just a thought okay i was thinking about some things we're talking about uh building out kind of a newer you know, yeah. seated hospitality experience. Mm. Go for it. What would it take to basically pick one of those up every Saturday and Sunday mm-hmm. and to finish the experience with a little little cup of coffee? If that would be something? amazing. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Just like oh, yeah. people are having five, six, you know, heavy pours of wine before sure. sending them on their way. Just a, a little yeah. sip of coffee. To, so easy. Yeah. It'd be great. Could yeah. you know, it'd be awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You? No, it'd be so easy. You know, and I'm not a I'm not a brand rep for Zojirushi, but these Zojirushi thermoses that we use are phenom- they're phenomenal because it's like a lot of times, just like wine, you'll run into like an oxidization issue with yeah. age. And these are amazing. I s- still don't even understand the technology behind it. Like you could open this up and 
the coffee like runs through it's just a thermos you like yeah. look but it's like stays hot for way longer than gravity pots or other mm-hmm. air pots and like the flavor you know so all that to say not You'll to get one of those not, and we'll, we'll figure it out well yeah not to get <laughs> yeah, yeah not to get too deep into the weeds but it's like you could pick that up even before service starts. Right, that's kind of what and I had in mind. Later in the day, it would still oh. be hot and re- taste really good. That would Yo, be super sick. Can we? You that would be right, right amazing. Right Go ahead, jot that down. Put a pin yeah. in that. If yeah. we could have Story Coffee and be like, yeah, we collaborate with them. Yeah, yeah. 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 Exclusive to that. Exclusive to that experience. I think it'd be tough to create something together as far as like, yeah, they're gonna make a coffee yeah. wine. Yeah, combo, yeah, yeah. Right? No, that we've got a yeah, we've got a Cabernet. Yeah, we've got a French oak aged. Cold brew. Yeah. I don't know. Which I'm down with. I mean, the aged coffee and wood might be kind of cool. Yeah. That would be interesting. Isolation's not good, though. Yeah. Well, I have a friend. He barrel ages some cold brew down down in Orange County. And he has, like, a tiny... It's a small wine barrel. Yeah. Like, on his bar. Like, one of those little squatty ones. Yeah. Um, And he'll do, like, weird... He'll do, like, single-origin Kenyan coffee. You know, like, wild coffees with... What is, what is oxidation? How does that come across in coffee? Uh, it ends bitter up bitter things. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, bitter. Yeah, yeah, hundred okay. percent. Yeah, I mean the biggest flavor is bitter. So like, okay. oftentimes if you drink a coffee and you go, oh, this is bitter. Oftentimes the big issue is age. Yeah, really. You know what? It, it's not really like a flavor thing. It's like if you go like a oftentimes restaurant coffee is a great example. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They'll brew it like before service starts. It just sits it's, there. It's probably brewed mm-hmm. on a brewer with like a hot plate, so it's continuing to. So the actual solution, the actual coffee, is still receiving heat, but it's but yeah, but it's but it's not it's not a extraction process. It's not the coffee's not brewing. Yeah. So like that constant application of heat and like it just speeds up the oxidation. Yeah. Process. That's the best way to hold it. Think like diner coffee is a great example. Let me just say, otherwise, you know, I'll catch it. There's a place for diner coffee in the world, you know. So it's like yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> restaurant, restaurant. Yeah. 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 But but flavor wise, you know, oftentimes the coffee's old and, and bitter. Interesting. That's a trip. That's oh, cool. Wow. I hope you got folks, I hope you're enjoying this one. This one is cool. Yeah, I'd this say one too. Is I, great. I didn't think we were gonna go like deep coffee education. So Yo. I, hope, I hope people are like can we get back to the Cabernet? Right. Well, no, it's a no, no, no. Because no. This like, is more than, than, than just yeah. No, I know. It's yeah. through the grape. We're not in the grapevine. It's not <laughs> an ITG. Yeah. And every. It's like yeah. Narnia. Your guys' yeah. podcast is like, not, like, I think like the, the wardrobe. Like, <laughs> the, uh, the, the vineyard too. is the wardrobe. Like, one walking through requires it. so much coffee. And, and out beer. there, like. Yeah. Coffee and beer, baby. Could be. Tumness. You could have all the characters. Can you give us uh give us uh real quick for the listeners, get your pens out real quick. We'll give you a little second. Um, can you just give us three one oh one amateur regular coffee drinker tips? Don't do this, do this, do that, don't do that. From like a home drinking or yep. like a I walked into a coffee shop and homebrew. I'm making my own or handling my own. Or, sure. Or... I I mean I will say from a tip standpoint, your three your main your three main drivers for flavor are time. Okay. How, how long is the coffee brewing? Grind size, like That's what she said. You know where, <laughs> where on <laughs> the, you know where on the grinder is it set? Is it super super mm. fine? Is it super super coarse? And then temperature. The water needs to be really really hot, over two hundred degrees hot. Really? Because again, when we're talking TDS, talking solubles, which people talk solubles all the time in this valley. When we're talking solubles. 
that heat drives flavor, extracting flavor from that roasted coffee. Quickly, yeah. Yeah. What's exactly. too hot? It's not, I mean, you'll never, it's you not too hot because it's boiling. Yeah, yeah because right. it's like, because so, even when you pull it off the boil, you're immediately losing. Yeah. Right. So, say for example, like if you walked into our shop and you like looked at our espresso machine, you know, we're brewing espresso at 200 degrees Fahrenheit. So, I mean, maybe at the group head, we're like down to 198 yeah, by the okay. time. But what that, what's up does is steam created? 220? Steam? I is think well, 220? boil is 212. Yeah. So, steam is. Steam's got to be a little higher. Oh, because oh, it's like straight steam, right? I'm yeah, so it, yeah, so I mean, I think like our our steam boiler, I think, is technically set at something obnoxious, like two fifty or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, 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 okay. But it's not, not just when you see steam, it, but like all steam. Yeah, water like, like the steam oh, producer. Oh, like yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so I mean, I think something like that to create the space in the steam boiler, the water in there. I mean, obviously, I think that's where it's like the maybe highest. like your labs. You yeah. know, guyers, you know, could maybe speak to it more. I know. But it's like creating space in that boiler, the yeah. steam coming yeah. off of it. Um, we're going to do a hard transition. Okay, yeah, yeah. Sorry hard about that. Sorry. Transition. We're going to go ahead and pass it over to Jamon. This segment is brought to you by Gardettos. <laughs> Take it away, Jamon. I appreciate <laughs> My famous crunch. Which, by the way, I'm offended. You don't have just a bowl of that sitting out. <laughs> it would be, it was in my rider. We reached I out said, to them, and yeah. they uh, they would not provide the bowl. Yeah. So we just said we'd just, just give them a yeah. plug. We're looking for like a real would you like, like a crispy apple, bean? Like an edamame <laughs> right? crisp. Okay. I don't like want that. Yeah. My, okay. No, okay. my kids eat snap peas. Really <laughs> These are really good. Soft treats yeah. only. Are they actually really snap peas? I don't know. I, I mean, I don't. They, they just they look like them. it's a branding thing. Yeah, yeah they don't. Branding. I don't. They're Optics. not peas. Before we get yeah. into this, does anyone think this smells like Cap Franc? I ran out. Crazily enough, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> if we're going on record, you don't get. Is it not like green and am I like am I too deep in the wormhole? I, mean, I, I don't. I, I, I can see. see I can see the, where you're some going. Some like the pyrazini kind of thing. Mm, okay. But, you know yeah. what? Yep. Yeah. I'm sorry, brother. You're like, oh, no, no, no. Oh, yeah, no. Back to the segment. Next segment. Yeah. Please? Sorry. Oh yeah. Anyone getting <clears throat> fresh can of ten, fresh <laughs> tennis ball can? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Paul. I can see that. Thank you, Carl. Yeah. So, so we so do. It's green. Thank you. Sorry. Okay. We were on the same page. Neon. Different neon. Kind of rubbery. Yeah. Wilson. We. It's more of a Spalding. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Paul. So we do segments here, as you may or may not know. No, I know. I listen to the podcast. So I got. Did I say that? Already? Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> so what I was um, doing out in the car before I came in here, just in case you were like, you know, on episode six last year. I was like, oh yeah, when you had the McCain family. Yep. Oh, oh there it is. I don't know if it was episode six. If that's episode but yeah. six. I'm impressed. I, know. I, I don't even know. I, know I, I literally don't even know. So um, I got a little segment for you. Okay. Uh, coffee trivia. Oh, typo. Trivia. Okay. A little typo. Trivia. Trivia. Um, it's just. Let's see. It's just like six questions that I just want to pick your brain at. Okay. All right. <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna say that one more time, and then can you edit in music? Hold yep. on. Today we have coffee trivia. Like that. Okay, cool. Not more like a firm. Well, I was gonna have him edit in like you know something. He's gonna put in some. Yeah. He's gonna. Yeah. Super cool. Super cool. He's gonna put on some like rabbits or roadkill or something. Okay. I'm not sure. So pass or fail by the way. Death metal that Jason. Yeah. By the way, if you fail, I don't even want to tell you what happens. All right. This is good. It's really bad. We've actually had some guests on and they failed and. 
They're missing. Yeah. We haven't seen them since. Wow. Yeah. We're going to turn oh. your uh, steamers all the way up so your milk's always hot. Just like. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you ready? <laughs> Question number one. 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 And these are multiple choice. I'm going to give you some options. What is the largest coffee producing country? A. Brazil. B. Asgard. <laughs> C. Colombia. Or D. Wakanda. Well, I would like to go on some sourcing trips to a couple of those that you mentioned. <laughs> My answer would be Brazil. Ding, 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 ding. Right. Ah, all right. True or false? Is it true that light roast has more caffeine than dark roast? I want to know why. Also, sorry. Stop it. I actually think it's an urban myth. I actually think it's false. Really? What is it? You have true as the. I mean, that's what it says. But I'd like to know. I'd like to know. You know. Well, let's come back to that. Yeah, we'll come back. Yeah, that's a big. So your answer is urban myth because I'd actually like to talk about that. Mm -hmm. My answer is urban myth. Okay, great, great, great. Wow, you just blew my mind again. Which Oakland-based coffee shop did Davy Havoc tweet about having the perfect pour and tasty vegan treats in 2011? Is it Blue Bottle, Timeless Coffee, Onteku, or? Mamma mia, coffee and tea. Mm. Oh, I know what I'm voting. It is 100% timeless coffee. Yes! Is he three for three right now? Yes! Wow. Holy. I like it. All right. Question four. Espresso literally means A, express yourself. <laughs> B, in a way, speed it up. Mm. C, forced out. Or D, Spirit of the Bean. I think it could be multiple of those. It could be a variety. I mean, I think it there is a certain element of expression to the espresso. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it's I think it's forced out. Really? I think you're correct. This is great. I'm going to get stock tips from Jeremy. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's do this. Okay. Question. I don't even know what we're on. Next question. Did he have the answers? He was studying. Dude, he freaking. Okay. Did you send him the test? No. Is this open book? I wish I did. All right. Question number maybe four, whatever we're on. I have a certain set of skills. In the Pete's coffee and tea days. While you were on your lunch break, mm. <laughs> Jason took a bite of which food item you were eating while you were not looking? A. Puffins. B. Vegan chocolate chip cookie. C. Dr. McDougal's instant soup. Mm. Or D. Jason would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most important question. I feel like it was probably a vegan chocolate chip cookie. Was it B. Puffins? It was Puffins. <laughs> Is it B A? Is it going to be puffins? Is it going to be puffins? Is the answer going to be R? Are you going to the mall today? I went back there. I went back. I went back into the room one day, and I saw the puffins, and I was so hungry. Puffins are and I. I'll never. I took a. I took like a bite. Yeah. And I was. Who was it? I took a bite and I was like, Do I even know who these yeah. are? Uh, I, and they, like, you were on your lunch and you had got up to do something, and it was, oh, who was the dude who was uh, Will Peed? Do you remember him? Oh yeah, 
He's like, oh, dude, those were that's Paul's. And I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. Okay, that's well, good. Uh, Paul's hella violent, bro. <laughs> I know, bro. Right? Eat his puffins. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. With a box of soy puffins. milk probably yeah, right, right yeah, I next to it. Right there. <laughs> puffins, dude, you are like on fire right now. Yeah, I loved puffins. Is this the final? Uh, oh, man. No, there's two more. Oh, here we go. Four for four. Okay. Who invented instant coffee? Was it A, Bill Nye the Science Guy in 1989? Probably. Mm. B, <laughs> Alphonse Alai in 1881. Hmm. Hmm. C. Hmm. Martha Stewart when she was in jail. Mm-hmm. D. J. A. Folger in 1860. That's good. <laughs> That's good. Mm-hmm. Instant coffee was obviously created by whatever the guy's name was on B. Yeah, you got it. You got it. Oh, I Folger, like, you know. Man. I, that was, I put it in there to trick you, but you went yeah. for Alphonse Delay in 1881. French yeah. dude. Wow. Right. This guy's crazy. Yeah. Okay, very last question. <laughs> Excuse me. The coffee's coming from the <laughs> you, you are, you Storial. speed up some things. Wow. You are crushing this. Thank you. Okay, last question. By the way, you can't get them all right. That's bad, too. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. so last yeah. question. This is a... Uh, so throw e. this one. Yeah. yeah. This is a true, false, or maybe question. Okay. <laughs> maybe. No, those are the, the... You can either true, false, or maybe. The, <laughs> I, true, we know. I'm ready. Yeah. Okay. Those are the you ready? Options. You ready? Okay. The TTG crew will, here on out, get 5% all purchases at Story Coffee, mm. but will always tip 20%, rendering the initial discount useless, and we end up spending more money anyway to support you and spread joy. Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Yes. This? Wow. So you're saying That's there's good. a chance. Uh, hey. Cheers. Great job. Oh, man. Well cheers. Well cheers. done. That's a big old glass, brother. I know, <laughs> That's I, I, a big old. It, it was like it got to like there, and then it didn't feel like there was that much left, and then I, <laughs> dude, it, there yep. was. I'm not so. gonna lie, you crushed that. Thank you. That was weird. Thanks, but like in a great way. Yeah. So this is episode two. Like I think yeah, that has right. become a thing where like we have segments every. That's good. That was wasn't that great. Wow. Yeah, if you guys fun. are looking for feedback, I mean, that's great. I mean, it's like a guest. That was a really enjoyable, topical. I feel like people listening will be like, yeah, is he going to get it? Is he not? <laughs> Find out next. Find yeah. out next. We have our, well, we're still, hopefully one day we'll have a commercial. No, that's good. <clears throat> we have a cool, right? Yeah. We're doing things right if we have a commercial. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. We have friends, they do the Hey Dad podcast, and they started making up fake sponsorships, and they would do like full, like, that's so cool. Bumper ads and everything. That's wow. So cool. And now this they have real ads. <laughs> Let's go. Now they have people giving them real money for if real we were sponsored ads. Sponsored by Gardettos, bro. Dude, just oh, the brown chips. God. I'm just or, saying, if you, needed a little, him sponsorship if you needed a little. Like, yes. yeah. If you needed some encouragement, yeah. Yeah. I feel like just keep going with it. And That felt good. Dude, who thank else? you for that. You just got to keep did, knocking. You, you just got to keep knocking. You know, just your. You did such a great job. Most would be good sponsors. Maybe Story Coffee. Yeah. Yeah. I think, didn't we just work out some sort of. Is yeah. that official? Yeah. Uh, uh, story is uh, uh, throwing $100,000 at the podcast. Yeah, we know we... We're taking yeah. this thing yeah. national, baby. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. On record. So yeah. go on record. there and yeah. buy coffee. Yeah, that'll be good. Mm-hmm. It'll be a hit in Pensacola. <laughs> if you ask for the uh, black chicken, you'll get a bottle of uh, Cabernet Sauvignon. Right, the secret menu. Sellers. Secret menu. Secret menu. So yeah. I wanted to go back also, just uh, you were talking about roastery potential. Mm-hmm. Sure. So... Like your storefront right now, yeah. What would it take? Like, how big of a space would you need for roasting to, to support something like that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's like the actual like roaster and 
a little production table and stuff like that. It's a couple hundred square feet. Okay. Um, so that, that's not too big. A couple I mean, hundred square feet. You, I mean, you kind of kick the door open, though, when you get into green storage, if you're not going to just, like, sure. store it at, like, a, you know, rent a you storage a, unit or something somewhere. <laughs> you know, the square footage requirement could grow really quickly. On inventory-related. Yeah. What uh, would you guys at that point, like, even consider bagging and, like, selling, you know, bags of, of coffee beans to... To people, or is that oh, from like a wholesale stick? Because we sell retail bags right now oh, in, you, in the I shop. Did not know that. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. Oh. So in the shop, we have bagged story coffee for sale. Some, somewhat new ish, right? And that's what a two month thing. That wasn't there when you first opened. No, since we opened in June. Wow, yeah. so, so much we pay attention. Yeah, jeez. The place is very well put together. It just all looks like it's supposed to be there. Thanks. It's, yeah, yeah. It's not decor. It's for sale. We had a guy try and buy one of our plants. He was like, "This is a great this looking is, plant." He was like, I mean, we yeah, need the plants. Sale, I was right? like, "Otherwise, it's too white in here. Yeah. We need plants. <laughs> we need plants." That's great. I need so. a pin. I always forget to. They're like right there oh, yeah, at the, the register. Too. Damn. I'm sorry I didn't bring one. Oh, yeah, I got to go no, get a new pocket tee. I've stolen like oh, yeah. four of those. I'll give you one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When we turn around to make his honey syrup, we. Uh, the, yo, yeah, I know, right? I So I came in and asked this stupid ass question. It, no, it's terrific. Hey, because my wife goes to, has traditionally gone to Pete's and she gets their iced latte macchiato. Oh, right. Which is like, hold up, what? How'd you do that with honey syrup? Yeah. Isn't honey syrup already? Whoa! Mm. It's just like, yeah, no, yeah, yes. it's yeah. not, yeah, no, it's okay. not, it's not all that special. But, but it needs to be a syrup, just for, I mean, especially when you're getting into cold, because it's like honey does things mm -hmm. when it's cold. So usually, like mm -hmm. when we're parking, they'll you start like, kind of like softening up the honey because yeah. it's like he's gonna order that drink. Yeah. <laughs> and which, in the spirit of being as live more valley as we can, we use Buena Vista honey. Nice, um, nice. Scott, he's a local nice. honey Very producer. Nice. Yeah, it's terrific. It's wildflower honey. It's just. So so like you, floral, huh? yeah, you can really taste the difference. Yeah. Cool. I forgot what I was okay. going with that, but we're Sorry. gonna keep moving on. No, Anyways, it's all good. Okay, oh, one of those drink breaks, real quick. Sorry, this really smells like Cab Franc. Cab Franc, but like it's got like. the man. I, I love this beer. Honestly, okay. I, I like it out of the can a lot, but uh, when it is on nitro in the tap room, that's uh that's a trip, dude. It's my first time having it. It's really good. Paul, I want to, and actually, and gentlemen, help me kind of work through this question because I do that Stephen A thing where I do the um, and, 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 as I oh, work yeah. myself to a question. Yeah. And you're like, LeBron James <laughs> is the best in the world, but he needs help. <laughs> I got the hairline to match. Um, but. So you're you're a Livermore guy, right? So episode previous was Bill, and we talked about setting like a new standard as an outsider, sure. kind of elevating us, helping elevate. Bill us, Niles, right? the, the crudo guy, the crudo yeah. guy. Bill Dude. Niles, the crudo guy. That's uh, that's that's what I think of. Like you guys default bread, but I think crudo. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, we, um, Aaron, Eddie, and I, we went there on one Friday, and we were just like crudo plate after crudo plate. And, were, Send the crudo. and then. Bill was like, because we were sitting at the bar, he's like, we're out of crudo. It was like 6 p.m. There was like 18 orders of it or something? I mean, it was a lot of plates of crudo. Just a platter. I mean, the funny thing, it's actually a great example because it's like I grew up hating seafood. Just to build, I guess it's like what sounds like you guys, I mean, I know you guys talked about because I listened to the episode. The introduction of a variety of flavors that I had never experienced before. Always thought, oh, yeah, food could taste like this. And then eaten at great restaurants, but, like, the consistency... I mean, the crudo is a great example. I historically hate seafood. Like, actually, like, oppose it. Like, Do you like sushi? 
No. You sushi's, must not, right? Sushi still don't like sushi. Yeah, sushi's gross. Oh, what? Oh, okay. We'll talk about oh, that. Whoa, <laughs> is that too, is that too whoa, hard line? Would you like is that is over. Yeah. Cut it. <laughs> After yeah. the episode you know airs, we're not, we're stories. Not yeah. 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 Stories <laughs> empty. No one comes <laughs> there. <laughs> They're like, if you think sushi's gross, your coffee, there's no I'm not paying you a dime. This guy. But if there's a seafood item on the menu at Range Life, I will eat it and eat it. In full, but the crew, I mean, the crew is a great example. It's just like, yeah, no, just like, eat, eat, eat it, so and you're good. like, I just it's like the yeah. flavors. What is that? What, what I'm trying to figure that out. It's, it's, it's like a, a fart noise, frog yeah. fart. <laughs> yeah, someone's doing, yeah, sorry, is crowd. Is it We're like still getting, I don't know, but it's is happening. It you know, it's it's a it's good kind of dialing. We kind of rude, yeah. Episode two, we're learning. We digress. No, we're. So we were talking about the elevated experience, right? Yep. So we had we had Bill Niles on. We kind of heard that perspective, which was great. But as someone who is born and bred, sure, can I get a soil, Colin? Yeah, yeah. Loyal to his soil yeah. from Livermore. Yeah. You've obviously had experiences outside the valley, right? True. Yes. Um, I think here in Livermore, we talked about we have we we have a great community. Yeah. And people love to love Livermore. Oh, it's you. Oh, it's, it's Colin. Yeah. Yeah. A quick. Oh. There. It's the mic stand, guys. Yeah. It's not the Everyone's coffee. Doing it. At least it's not 86 degrees in the room. Yeah. yeah. Shout out, Tito. Yeah. <laughs> the plant looks Gito. good. The plant looks good. The plant looks so, uh, shoot, uh, where were we? Yeah, you're talking about Livermore. Livermore, right? Yeah. So we love to love things that come from Livermore, which is like, a, like it's a great sense of place as a community, right? Sure. But, 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 but. Okay. And like, so this is where like, chime in and help me finish this question. There comes a point where like, loving everything that just comes from your town can be detrimental to just the level, like the level at which the next level we judge quality. quality. Gotcha. Right. Sure. And obviously, Story Coffee is a great example of of that. Thank you. You know what I mean. Thanks. So I like so, and now I get like get into like what the question I'm trying to ask is: Was that like how did what was the thought process? Is that something you just? I mean, you actively thought about the story become story because of because of your experiences because you were like I want to do something elevated, or did it just kind of organically happen that way and like it you know through through time and tribulations blah 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 it became that. But how do you build something to what you have gotten? Ah, I hope I hope that made sense. You know what I'm trying to say, guy? Anybody help me with that question? Yeah. Thank you. First, I mean, I think it's I mean, one, it's always a product of the people involved. There's no way through without, you know, finding that tribe aspect, finding that those people who on both sides of the bar resonate with what you hope to put out. Mm -hmm. So it's like Daniel and the crew, all the we don't have employees. We call them storytellers. You know, mm -hmm. all the storytellers at Story Coffee. I could go one way as far as a guest experience, but there's seven other people who, eight other people who need to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a matter of thoughtfulness. I think whether you're in Livermore or whether you're in San Francisco, what shapes that thoughtfulness obviously is a mixture of your appetite. Mm -hmm for serving something specific or because in the same way, like we talked earlier, as far as a variety of coffee flavors and options and style of coffees, you know, there's, there's people behind that coffee being served. And so I think if there's a certain level of intent, then at that point, it's just a matter of seeing if other people like it too, you know? So I think like what shapes that thoughtfulness for me is, the fact that I think 
growing up in Livermore, there was always, myself included, there was always the thought that cool things were somewhere else. Mm-hmm. That, like, if I want to be a part of, like, a hip-happening community or scene or whatever, I have to leave Livermore. Mm-hmm. Which I think, you know, was driven a lot by age and immaturity and also really like a lack of identity at the time too as far as like you're in the driver's seat as yeah, far as the creator yeah mm-hmm. from obviously a level of contentment which is probably like a whole other podcast mm-hmm. like in your life but i think on the entrepreneurial side and from like life experience and community experience standpoint i think you a lot of people undervalue how influential they can be from from creating something really special mm-hmm. and so i think like as i grew i'm like on the flip side now like if i ever have to leave livermore i do not i'm like you like kicking and screaming i hate leaving livermore you know it's like i have to get on 580 and drive where dublin you know? it's like it's like the traffic and you know it's like because it's like yep. now there's like in the community a mixture of people who are doing stuff with a level of thoughtfulness that satisfies the kind of life that I think is available to us here and anywhere, really. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like someone, you know, could be listening further into the Central Valley and which kind of we, be, which we hope, which we you hope. know, and could be feeling kind of the same, you know, similar ways as far as areas that haven't developed as much where they're like, oh, this is just like because it's like growing up, I was like, I live in like a suburban cow town. Mm-hmm. which is funny because on the flip side now i'm like whoa Livermore's so big now there's so many people here <laughs> it's like <laughs> you know so it's just like a really interesting dynamic we didn't have a downtown you know it was highway 84 there were 18 wheelers mm-hmm. you can imagine rum r- you know rumbling down yeah it's like can you imagine now i mean like sitting at ale house or sitting at sauced mm-hmm. and 18 wheelers driving by kind right of going to headed up to tahoe and you just like skim through sacramento as fast as you can 15 years ago yeah 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 <laughs> you know it was like it's a trip so to see like say like with downtown is a great example as far as from a development standpoint i think like you know there's a there's a canvas there for people who are excited about doing thoughtful stuff in a valley that i think like we don't even know the potential yet as far as I'm concerned, I, mean, I think we know the potential. I think what it becomes is, is a whole nother conversation. So I don't know if it's necessarily like answering your question, but I think like what informed it, I think is a mixture of mm-hmm. kind of a yearning for something more, but where I am not like a, like realizing like, Oh, I, I don't have to go open a coffee shop in Oakland or San Francisco where there's also hundreds mm-hmm. serving similar, like you can get good coffee in Oakland and San Francisco. You don't have to leave a neighborhood. You know, like, it's really easy. I don't think it's oversaturated or anything like that, but it's it just is what it is. And so I think the excitement around this, excitement around Livermore, is the fact that it's like, oh, we can do thoughtful stuff here, and the community of people who live here yeah. are going to recognize that. Because I think, again, it's like, we obviously aren't doing it just to be, like, considered craft coffee or anything like that, because it's like, you know, we're doing it as a matter of, like, being a part of, what's in the community. And I think there are a lot of people who live here mm-hmm. and there's like a lot of coffee options. Mm-hmm. And so all we've experienced over the last couple of years of starting in the farmer's market and then doing the bank head and the switch and then now opening our own shop is there's enough people who want what we are serving to like have an actual business. 
but it's also not for everyone, but it is for people who are excited about it and who want it, you know? I think that you add value though, because <clears throat> like home-based Livermore, this is a fantastic place to live, but you got to have experiences where you went out to Oakland sure, and then you went out to Santa Cruz. Of course. So you kind of build your foundation and, and got to experience different communities and different coffee, different styles, different mm -hmm. services. Um, and so I think, you know, we just have Bill here who has his experience, but I think that yep. now Livermore is becoming a place where there's a sense of pride being here and wanting to grow, mm -hmm. but you bring way more to the table, um, I think, than people know, which I'm glad we're talking about this, because I consider you, especially when you talked about the process and your experience, you're an expert in what you do. Thanks. I also have a question for that. How often do you exercise your palate? Because... Mm -hmm. Something like, you know, like Colin Winemaker or, or from our perspective, like Psalms, we're constantly tasting things that aren't ours to see what everyone else is doing, what we could do better, what we like and what we dislike. Yeah. And the complexity of coffee, as we now know, if you've been listening to the episode this whole sure. time, I mean, how often do you exercise and drink other people's products and things like that? For sure. That's a great question. I mean, I think, in fact, just yesterday I was talking to Isaiah, who works at the shop, we were having like a discussion about like, oh, dark roast versus light roast and like all this. And, you know, and he was asking a lot as far as like, well, what makes it dark roast? And we, you know, like, what are the flavors and stuff like that? And it actually gave, it was a great reminder that it was like, oh, we need to do way more deep dives on a flavor end of things to create that context because it's like, we are drinking our coffees, a couple single origin coffees and then a blend at Story all the time. Which in that has a spectrum of flavors because we have a Kenya coffee, which is traditionally like fruity and more bright. Mm -hmm. We have Don Guayo, which is one of my favorite coffees from Guatemala. Way more your like classic single origin coffee of like chocolates and, you know, nuts. But it's still like still got some of that brightness because it's single origin coffee. So there's like really something specific to Don Guayo and what they're doing. And then Three Hills, which is like our medium roast coffee, which is... Again, I mean, I think it's the kind of thing where it's like got that really good chocolate going on, but it's got more of that stone fruit also. And so we're tasting through that all the time mm -hmm. and recognizing a lot of that. But I think beyond that, it's a great, I mean, it's an, I'm, I love drinking coffee in general. So my buddies who own Cat and Cloud in Santa Cruz, we have a couple bags of their coffee. And so we're drinking that both at home and then um, in the shop, we'll brew it up and be able to taste like, oh, here's like a single origin cat and cloud coffee from Latin America. And then we're tasting like our coffee, like alongside of that and going like, oh yeah, like the roast is like pretty similar. Like theirs is a little lighter and you know, but the development, like theirs is way more fruit, which a lot of that is just like roast profile and roast style. So important. So I think even something like that, I need to be probably drinking like a couple more dark roast coffees and you know, you are always tasting until you're not right. And then as soon as you're not tasting, Mm -hmm. then it's just like a, probably more of a marketing game at that point. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, really, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like, no, you know, for sure. it, like if you get to that, you know, where you're like, probably in the same way, you know, for Bill, as far as like menu creation and stuff, is that it's like that dude loves food. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's like he's like passionate about food. I would never picture him just going like, oh, like these are things that all go into a menu. Oh, and they're like this produce has like the word farms with it. And so, like, we'll, mm -hmm. like, create a flavor. You know, like, a, yeah. you yeah. know, it's like, that's, the, you know, those are flavors that he's very familiar with and, mm -hmm. you know, tasting. And so I think in the same way, 
for me, I mean, I think it's you're constantly a taster until you're not. And so I think like keep, you know, stay thirsty, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, stay it, thirsty. you know, it is really important. I appreciate that. Uh, you know, a couple of things. I know we got to kind of wrap up. Oh, yeah. We're doing all right. Um, We're doing all right. I just wanted to say, um, number one, uh, as a person that has come in and, and started a thing, you've set a high bar for yourself, mm-hmm. which uh, is just, you know, I always appreciate when any, anybody comes in and brings value to a neighborhood, our neighborhood specifically. Um, and it's driven by quality and quality practices and, and also, you know, communally driven. Um, that's good. But, uh, I, you know, the mo- thing that I'm probably most excited to hear about is what you were talking about, like going on your origin trips and yeah. finding, you know. So you're, to your point, it, it could be just a marketing game for you right now. You could probably just like work on telling a better story. Sure. And that probably would take you where you would need to be to hit your financial goals. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you're still driven to improve the process, create that more you know, farm to table uh, sure. uh, experience uh, that, that, that resonates with me. That's cool. So I really appreciate the fact that uh, you're not complacent with like, Hey, we've hit a quality level. That's great. Yeah. Let's just be here. And that's yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like you're truly driven by improving the process of getting better. And I'm sure if we had this conversation in 10 years, like mm-hmm. you're going to be talking about several single origin things that you've done over time and how maybe your palate's changed and, you know, you've realized some things are, more sustainable this way all the way through. Yeah, yeah so I just cool. appreciate that you're driven to, to continue to improve the process and to mm-hmm. improve your sourcing. Yeah, for and, sure. And create a better experience for the people that come and see you. Without mm-hmm. a doubt. Yeah, I mean, so. that's... And helping educating the consumer in all realms, right? Like we handle, like we make wine. So mm-hmm. we're trying to educate people in that capacity. Bill food. It's sure. Very, you know, yep. coffee. Yeah. But there's so many similarities in like the messaging though in terms of just taking appreciation yeah. for why and where it comes from. The other thing too is your your passion for for team building. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's something yeah. that really resonates with me as well. That's cool. Well, let's spend look like so we're under ten minutes here. Okay, but let's do spend a minute on that because that's important, right? We hope to inspire a few folks. And something that you guys do well is like you have a tremendous team there that like without a doubt is happily represented while you're here. You know, dicking around with us for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Why is your team so great? Is, yeah. Is it because of you? Is it because of them? It's a combination. No. But like, yeah. what is what's going on there? Why? Yeah. You know, I mean, I think, again, like the thoughtfulness in the same way, like the amount of energy that I, you know, that we put into the coffee side of things. I mean, really, to be honest, like probably put more energy into the people side of things. Mm -hmm. Because, again, I mean, we're dealing in a people business like we're not. I live over by the airport and there's a Starbucks over there that just crushes. It's a drive through and it's just like. Oh, Cattleman's Starbucks? Maybe? Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, they're like probably just like printing. I get the puppuccino for my dog. Yeah. yeah. So they're probably just like printing cash, <laughs> right? You know, and, and so it's like, but people are like looking to check a box, right? They're like, I need coffee. This is like a really quick, super easy way to get coffee. And it's not necessarily that like, you know, I'm looking at it as far as like, oh, from a market share standpoint, we're going to like jump in to that. But it's like for me, from a passion side, is that it's like I think a lot of people are probably commuting who are going there. You know, it's it's a different experience for people who are going there. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, for us, our mission being brighter days through warm welcomes and thinking that th- it will have a positive impact on what happens in the future of Livermore. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, if that's our mission, then the only way that's going to happen is by finding people who are also excited about that mission, right? Because yeah. it's like... They're along for the journey too. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, I think without that, then you just have people manufacturing and producing coffee, mm-hmm. which can work and like people can get their coffee and mm-hmm. I got my coffee and 
there's a parking lot so i got in pretty easy and pretty quick sure. and stuff which i'm so think like uh you know lately like some of like the internet reviews and stuff have like been naming other people by name in the shop mm-hmm. which has been really really cool because that means it's like there's like a real level of connection with what's happening mm-hmm. with that person's experience um which is everything to me i mean that's like way more successful than like oh well, we're like profitable or, or you know yeah. whatever on the business side because it's like that's gonna take care of itself mm-hmm. given the work up front of like okay you know the work we're doing there's a market for this mm-hmm. so then it's just a matter of like the blood sweat and tears of like you know building it and getting the people on the team you know sure yeah that i agree with you that to me has always been like at one point it was my dad and i yeah and then somewhere along the line dave our our gm now came in and like he helped us with some systems and back of end back house things so important improved our business uh and allowed us to you know focus on the creativity aspect of the business and not get caught up in things that quite frankly i'm just not that good at yeah and then fast forward down the road you know we we had Alex come in and he played mm-hmm. a big role for us and he took us to a certain level for sure. Craig joined the team. Um, and then every time we've, you know, had somebody come along, it, it, we've, we've just gotten better. Uh, shortly after Craig joined, Jason joined the team to get some harvest experience. And then mm-hmm. like, just kind of became indispensable. We were like, we got to figure out how to keep Jason on yeah. the team. And then most recently, Jeremy actually joined our squad as well. What we could have done just my dad and I mm-hmm. is so little. Yep. And every time, you know, we've added on people to, to make the thing better and agreed, like the best feeling ever is when someone's like, dude, Jason just threw the most amazing educational tasting. Mm-hmm. It was so awesome. Or like if somebody tells me, you know, Jeremy's, you know, he's been prompt about coming in to see us and da 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 da. That's and cool. like, just the hard work you put in during harvest. And yep. Yeah, and the also, also Emma holding down the uh, Emma, Emma Rose I Ryan. I don't know if, did I skip Emma? No, a yeah, bit. Did, but it's okay. She, she showcased Emma. She gets her own little segment now. Way to go, Emma. You know, this thing. I'm so sorry. No, Emma does the amount of compliments that have come. Just yeah, of course, Emma is just amazing. So our team, like the team, that is, it's just most important. It's the most important yeah. thing for sure. Mm-hmm. And, and finding people that like not only are awesome people but hardworking and also work well with the existing squad. Yep. That's uh yeah. That's just the dream. Yeah. Okay. I mean a, a guy I mean he says Josh Ship, he says start simple and then make it fancy. You know, mm-hmm. it, and it's like that kind of thing where you're like, okay, the simple start is the coffee's going to be good, the wine's going to be good, and then the, the people who are serving it are right. going to be great. Whether that means selling it or serving it or pouring it or making Man. it or whatever, yeah. right? And so, yeah, I mean, that for us is like the real excitement, I think, about Livermore because it's like, you know, we look around and we go like, there's a growing group of people who are interested in thoughtfulness and interested in creativity and who are like investing in doing that here mm. in the Valley versus, you know, a different Valley somewhere else who sure. mm. who also, you know, needs coffee and needs wine and so we got a couple more things. One thing I want to make sure we talk about is we have a big thing coming up in the hotel plan. Got a hotel uh, plan. We got a hotel plan. We got a downtown, a, a, it's down, an a measure plan. plan. It's an existing plan. It's been vetted that, yep. by many people, and there's been a lot of input uh-huh. by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. There is opposition who are very well funded. Yeah, very well funded. For sure. Um, and also very selfish. <laughs> Uh, so just, yeah, 
Go ahead. I mean, you were leading up to it, but we're you know we're just trying to get your opinion, your perspective on. Um, like I said, you don't have to go go as far as saying like yeah, yes or no, but right. like just what does having a hotel in downtown do for what the valley becomes? Because the one thing that is that stands true among whatever perspective that you have is that if this plan doesn't pass, we don't have another hotel chance for upwards of four plus years. So if you it's, vote it's no, it's more than would be a dream. A dream. So if you vote no on Measure P, you're not voting no because we're getting another hotel. So like, let that be clear. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, like, I give the floor to you, Paul. Like, just like, what could that do for what you're trying to do? Someone who's trying to elevate a place that you learned and love and built a business here. Sure, I will say, out of the gate, my interest in Livermore across the board is people doing thoughtful things that again holding true to our mission is like gonna give the people in this valley brighter days and so to me like the stuff i get excited about is people doing thoughtful things doing creative things so i think like a hotel downtown would be great i think to me excitement would come around it being an awesome hotel that would really actually elevate Mm -hmm. You know, so I think, and I'm well aware of, like, the variety of... Perspective. Uh, yeah, perspective and style about which a lot, you know, different groups have gone about, like, the work that they're doing. I think, again, doing the right things is way more important than to me than just doing something. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not to say... Yeah, I mean, I think we should be building a hotel downtown. I think it doesn't factor into, like, our business growth plan or anything as far as that goes for our business, mm-hmm. it's not going to push us to another level. I mean, I think a 130-room hotel would be great. Hopefully, you know, they would be a block away, block and a half away from our coffee shop that they would want to come to us. I mean, they would have some other, you know, options mm-hmm. just as close, you know. So the excitement about adding that to the mix in the Valley as a whole is, I'm very excited about it. I mean, I think the idea of it is phenomenal, mm-hmm. especially because, I mean, we will go away. We'll do, like, wine getaways. Like, Elena and I will go, mm-hmm. like, to stay in Sonoma, stay at MacArthur Place, which is, like, a renovated historic building in a downtown setting. You know, so so I think, like, the idea of that is not – would be weird for anyone. Obviously, there's a variety of groups who are, like, all into a hotel going downtown. I think moving forward, whether it's new wineries, new hotels, anything like that, I would hope that like the people who are quote unquote joining the ranks or stepping into the trenches or, you know, however you want to put it, are bringing thoughtful ideas Mm -hmm. who have considered the fact that a lot of what we're talking about is one way doors. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like when that parking lot ceases to be a parking lot and when like the speedy oil change now is demoed and then becomes like a hotel, what gets put there? There's a level of thoughtfulness and creativity to it versus just something. Okay. Agreed. Is that is that a that is the perp that's a perfect answer. So I think like on the topic of like boutique wine hotels and stuff, like I think like I mean I've seen some renderings of what they have drawn up and like probably could be more boutique-y, but I mean I think at the same time, you know, mm-hmm. I think again, the open invitation for people doing thoughtful stuff like Nottingham, you know, like Range Life. Mm-hmm. Like story is way more appetizing to me mm-hmm. than just people building properties. Mm-hmm. That's a great answer. Like I said, we're not we're not looking for you to 
to lean towards what, what we're hoping you lean for. And like, that's something that we're very transparent with. There's a very important vote coming up here as a Livermore resident. And regardless of what side you stand on, all, all that I ask personally, that I, and I think we ask, is like, just make sure you're educated on that decision because it's going to affect everyone, right? And that's like, Absolutely. for sure, without a doubt. At, that's it. That's all we ask. Get educated, and I and I hope, and I and I think I feel that like you would go yeah. where we want you to go. The force is with you, but get there. Sure. Get there. Yeah. And again, I mean, it's like we, you know, we, the mayor included, have a stream of city people coming through Story Coffee, and you know, so it's like so we're w- very well versed in what the opportunities are moving forward for the city. Mm-hmm. Again, having grown up here and having seen the downtown shift from four-lane highway to what it is now, which is awesome. I love downtown. That's why we opened a business there. I think proceeding with that same level of thoughtfulness and creativity is paramount. It's the most important thing. All right. For sure. Well, cool. Cool. Go ahead and finish this up lighthearted. I'm going to send it off to Jamon and we're done. I'm going to say six words to you. And I want you to just give me the first thing you think of. Mm. Just maybe we get a gale out of people listening. Oh, you ready for it? Okay. Brunch. First thing that comes to mind. Range life. Milk temperatures. Really important. <laughs> Sustainability. Mm. Nottingham cellars. Notting- All right. Crocs. Underrated. <laughs> Wine. Thankful. Lastly, Jason Montero. Rip ponytail. R.I.P. ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Jamon, send him, send him off. It's been I thought a you were going to say ripped, and I was like, you know nothing <laughs> yeah, about me because yeah, yeah. I am not. Yo, yo that, yeah. that guy I is am, swole. Because I am Straight not. up swole. Uh, extra medium. Jamon's about uh, yeah. to enter the World's Strongest Man competition. It's, yeah. <laughs> not like, this, yeah. Jay Strong. Little yeah. Jay Strong. He's like wasabi, bro. He, he Little goes a long way. Oh, wasabi, yeah. Huge sushi fan. Wasabi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good call. Put that wasabi on my bento Brutal. box. Oh, I'm on <laughs> your bento. I'll get that teriyaki chicken. Put that wasabi on. Oh God! We just want to appreciate you for being here. Thanks. Um, this is a great episode. Just thank you for serving the community. Your energy is infectious. I mean, you're super inspirational to what Livermore is and what can be. Um, so thank you very much for being here. And honestly, we'd love to have you back. It'd be great. Check in. Yeah, and awesome. then let's talk Maybe more talk about wine next time. Too. Yeah, well, what I'd like to Boy. touch on is, um, which we didn't get to, but um, Halverson Estate Vineyards. Yeah, be great. I'd yeah, love to love talk that. about that. Be awesome. Um, talk about getting your hair done mm. by by underscore Elena Halverson. Shout dude, out. Shout, yeah. dude, Shout out, I, I need God. to appreciate that. Gosh, if I ever get a haircut, I'm a new. Well, that's good. I'm like that's I'm good. a new person because of that. Uh, but no, seriously, thank you. I think you're doing great things, and Thanks. love to see where things are down the road. Love it. Uh, appreciate you. Brighter days, y'all. Brighter days. days. Can we get a little clink there? Yeah, All right, y'all. I'm empty. Brighter. It's I'll good. Just do it. All right. right. Salute. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Appreciate oh, wait, it. Where can, people, where can people find you on oh, Story? Yeah. Social oh, yeah. media. On yeah. social media. At Story Coffee Co. Instagram and okay. Twitter. Mm-hmm. And then Story Coffee CA, like California, on Facebook for those. Cool. I know. Yeah. 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 And that's, uh, yeah. Where can people find you on TikTok? <laughs> do you have a TikTok? I do not. Bro, you got to have it. That's a, I do not. Dude, could you imagine a Nottingham TikTok would be? <laughs> I mean, do you have TikTok? I'm just saying, I'm just, uh, yeah. you know, depending on what your uh, target market is, it might be a uh, 16 year old kid. I feel like, yeah, exactly. that'd be the wrong target. Yeah, that's but, true. Uh, yeah, way off base. And let's keep, let's keep talking about um, coffee and our elevated experience. Love it. Absolutely. Cool. cool. Paul, thanks, brother. Yeah, thank, thank you, you guys. Absolutely. You guys are awesome. So fun. Cheers. See you out there. Ah. <sighs>
Why are you so sweaty? I was watching cops. Brandy.